Welcome everyone to the second season finale of the Pierre Podcast, which stands for Politically Entertaining with Involving Randomness by your host, The Illusion Empire. So in this finale, 35 episodes make a season, and that's how I do it. And since this is episode 70, it takes two 35s to make a 70, so 35 times 2 equals 70, okay? Um... So for this little finale, I ain't going to do anything special, so don't get your hopes up. Um, I'm going to go through you know, the normal news, primary politics, politically, political related, and then mid-game, which is tech and entertainment related, and then weird type of finale, it's random stuff that I just not find interesting that I want to talk about. Okay, so we got the Cuomo crisis. Yep, Cuomo crisis. Staffs are, you know, abandoning the sinking ship. Metaphorically speaking, it's not literal. And then we, and then Cuomo lost his emergency powers. About time it was long overdue, in my opinion. He screwed up epically. I knew this for a long. I knew this for a long time. Just kept my mouth shut. Um, I knew he was gonna mess up, but damn, he proved me wrong. He proved me wrong. I'm not surprised. That's why I'm with the Lord, not with humans. When it comes to these things, yeah, put faith. On the right places, people. All right, but and then we got Senator Sanders' fifteen dollar minimum wage rejected. Yeah, rejected by all Republicans, all forty nine of them, seven Democrats, and one Independent. And, and Bernie Sanders is independent himself. Consists of a Democrat socialist. Crazy, in my opinion, they allow that, but that's America. And Agnes King, another independent who's left leaning, he rejected. I'm surprised he rejected because he normally favors the left. You know, he's independent, he has his own independent mindset. Um, he's remained, by the way. He is a senator with Susan Collins, who is a moderate Republican. Obviously, she rejected the bill, she went with party lines on that one. So, and then we have um, a global index that measures freedom across the world, and overall, it is eroding. Freedom, democracy is eroding across the world, not just this country, but across the world. And some even blame India for becoming more authoritarian under Narendra Modi, who was the current prime minister of India. And we have other examples. I'm going to go through the article. Um, we also have FBI, um, well, this is the right-wing point of view of it, that they debunked it about claims of armed insurrection. Well, I didn't see guns. All right, and um, I'm sure a few of them was carrying weapons. I don't doubt that. But according to a lot of things I've seen, I'm not seeing a gun. I'm not saying it exists, but I didn't see it. 
No, I don't have the you know objective point of view here. Of course, a lot of crazy, ver- crazy people just bashing, breaking windows. I mean, and going in there about the hundreds to the Capitol building, and you know, and so they're debunking the, the, mo- the most outrageous of the claims. This is all you have for um, primary politics. This is what I'm going to be going through for mid game. I have some disturbing news. I'm going to make this one even darker than the political one. Yeah, I know what an ending to second season. Uh, we're going to go by the super intelligent AI and who was Alan Turning because he feel he had theories on AI. And this is a guy in the early 20th century, mind you. There's theories about the AI, the AI becoming um, too intelligent for our control. That's what he theorized. Of course, I'm sure people call him names, a quack, a wacko, whatever. Whatever name calling that they did in that time. I know a few of them. And then we got um, Dr. Seuss. Nah, he's not getting entirely canceled. I'm just putting the perspective. But six of his books, he published over 40 books. Only six of them is getting canceled. Because of negative minority stereotypes. You know, and that's what he's getting canceled for. Uh, me, I uh, disagree with it. I mean, I wasn't that exposed to Dr. Seuss. I only read a few of his books. Not all of them. And already, um, the schools in my area when I was a uh, kid, and then um, read these books anyways. I mean, the school district's going to cancel them, fine, but you want to cancel them entirely? And he did those books. He created them. I'm not sure that's going to, uh, you know, ensure his legacy, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> So he's getting partially canceled. Now, you know, the right wing is basically he's going to get canceled away. No. He's getting partially canceled. Some of his books, he's not getting canceled entirely. Okay, let's just be clear. I'm going to get more deep into that. That's all for mid-game. Now for WTF, we're topic finale. Uh, we have in celebration of Woman History Month. I'm going to do it in reverse order. So I'm going to talk about her last. Naomi Osaka. If you don't know who she is you're either not paying attention at all i mean if or you or you block yourself in the news entirely or more cynically you've just been living on the rock very famous very successful woman okay and we're going to get a little bit about her. I'm going to give you a short bio. I'm not going to go in depth about her as Women's History Month. So, and since I didn't do so much celebration of uh, Black History Month, I'm making up for it as well. Of course, this is not perfect. I'm not going to say it is, but I'm trying my best. The one I'll talk about first is researchers so-called discovered of five secrets to a, to a lucky life. I'm interested here. I, I'm, you know, I haven't read this myself. I'm going to read this blindly with you. Some of I do read blindly, you know, just to challenge myself. Just think right off, you know, right on the spot. You know, if I have to do this live, I'm going to have to do, you know, if I got to have edit, I'm not going to have these features on my side. I'm going to have to learn how to just 
do these things right on the fly. So I'm going to do some of that blind reading. Blind reading. The pile, the political stuff I always read ahead. The bios I read ahead, but not this one. Let's see how I do. Do I have the talent or not? Well, we'll see. And you'll be a judge of that, of course, dear listeners. You will be the judge of that. Bapu said, I'm great. I'm great. Bapu said, I suck. I suck. Alrighty then. And then what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be taking, actually come and think of it, a month off. So I could polish these episodes, make them better for you. If you want to pay attention to it again, you're going to deal with a lot less long pauses, a lot less uh, ums. Now I've done, I've listened to my own audio and I said, oh, there's some improvement that needs to be done. Clearing on the background noise, if Anchor could update. Yes, I'm shameless. I use Anchor. Um, so for me to get rid of background noises, I'll be more than happy to do that. So I'll have to tell my supportive roommates and family members to quiet down while I'm recording this. Okay, they can make the noises and... And all I gotta do is just remove background noise. Actually, I'm gonna do a test on that just to see how good it is. All right, enough yapping about me in the podcast. We're gonna get to the nitty gritty of these three topics right after this sponsor. Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm that is a-n-c-h-o-r dot f-m I'm going to repeat it is a-n-c-h-o-r dot f-m to get started what are you waiting for I've been doing this for about a year now and if you really have the passion to start a podcast you should do it it's fun and easy Welcome everyone to the first segment of the Peer Podcast. This is called Primary Politics. As usual, we get to the degree of some of the political stories that's been going on in America. Oh, and plus the world. Well, the first story here and the two sources will be posted at the description. Not Cuomo, his staffers are bailing out on him as more sexual harassment um, claims have been growing. Uh, a lot of them are the same. I'm not going to give you all of this. He had a toxic work environment. Whatever that means, means he was hostile, mean, bullied, probably even verbally abusive. But all that's alleged. 
Um, and some of them um, said they had to take care of family. Yep. And that's their... Um, it's not just women. A few guys, too. I mean, some are doing for job changes, understandably so. And... You know, a lot of them is resigning at the time of all these scams popping up. So that's the thing. The timing of it seems a bit interesting, to say the least. I'll say suspicious, but interesting. Um, and then on top of that, Cuomo has lost his pandemic emergency powers. Just emergency powers, really. And the media to make sure he was named that way. That's why I was trying to get a source from NBC. So they vote on it. Now this is the New York State Assembly. They vote to remove his um powers, and it's going to take effect on May first, May first, twenty twenty one. And we have a quote here from Andrew Stewart Cousins saying, that "I think everyone stands." Where we were back in March, where we are now, we certainly see a need for a quick response, but we want to move towards a system of increased oversight and review. The public deserves to have checks and balances. Our proposal will create a system of increased input while at the same time ensuring New Yorkers continue to be protected. And this is um, what she said. Now, it's funny how they say that with all these scandals allegations of sexual harassment has been going up. So it's pretty suspicious to me. The time in all this. You know, some do resign to get better jobs, and that's true. Um, There were so much people, businesses, entities impacted by this executive order. Restaurants, gyms, Movie theaters haven't been open only till recently in New York State. I'm only talking about New York State here. Republicans wanted to get rid of it, to get rid of these powers, obviously. Um, But there's a couple of Democrats that are joining Republicans on on these calls. Not even facing investigation. I think he's going to survive, though. Um, You know, I mean, and based on, you know, schools had to uh, function remotely if the numbers went too high of the virus. And then it was a lot of strict transit, many people work from home. Um, you know, now people are getting um, vaccines. Yeah, it's good. And I hope these vaccines do work. I really do hope so. Um, so I think he's gonna survive. Really, you know, they the Republicans are cheering and you know claiming as if they got victory already or is super hopeful. You know, Cuomo, the name Cuomo is powerful in New York State, so I won't be surprised if he makes it through. Just vote him out, you know, during the. Go- during the governor's race 
which you know should be happening sometime next year. Yeah, sometime next year. Let's vote him out. To me, he's been governor for too long. Now would be a great chance to vote him out. Use these ammunitions against him. Republicans, you have a chance here. Don't be stupid. No. Now, um, I think he's going to survive it, though. That's what I think. I'll be shocked if he actually resigns. But I don't think he's, he's not going to resign. I don't think he's going to resign. Nope. Um, so that's my opinion of the Cuomo situation. Well, Miss, now we're going to go to the federal government. Mr. Bernie Sanders. Senator Bernie Sanders, independent from Vermont. He proposed a $15 an hour as a federal minimum wage. Meaning all states got to comply with this if it passed. But it didn't. Because you could thank the Republicans... Seven Democrats and another independent. The independents they normally caucus with the Democrats. So we have Mr. Joe Manchin, the most famous of them. He said Democrats are gonna list right here of West Virginia. We also got Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, John Tester of Montana. Janine Shaheen and Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, Chris Coons and Tom Carper of Delaware, and last but not least, Agnes King, independent of Maine. Voted against the way procedural objection. And they removed the $15 minimum wage. So you could thank those people. Bernie Sanders probably is not going to give up. It was a surprise. He anticipated this. But Republicans failed to get the um, procedural objection. But they did succeed in preventing adding the $15 minimum wage. I know many people are upset about that. I'm too for the workers. Um. They definitely need more. They definitely need more. Um, especially at this time. I mean, it doesn't impact on um, cities like New York, like New York, New York City, because they already have a fifteen dollar minimum wage, uh, and I'm sure the local places have this too. But most of the country don't have it. Most of the country don't even have it. Alrighty, on more grim news. Global freedom is falling apart. Freedom across the country is falling apart for obvious reasons. This pandemic, child restrictions, emergency powers, authoritarianism is on the rise. And, you know, this just accelerates. This is not the root cause of it. Americans has been, I can speak for America confidently, we've been, we've been losing rights as on time went on, you know, we could say when we was losing rights, um, to me, I personally, I start feeling the impact since the George W. Bush era with the Patriot Act, but some say it could be even sooner, 
that's just my personal opinion and you can feel free to disagree with that i separate my personal opinion from facts unlike some people you know they are they've been you know lots of it has been part went from partly free increase of not free when they did this around the world um and it's not other um it's not it's multiple freedom measuring organizations like the Cato Institute Canada's Fraser Institute this has been slightly declining since 2008 through 2018 based on data that they have and governments are not doing a good job to maintain democratic support. Only 16% is from the United States, according to the AP slash NORC poll. Saying, oh, 60% say democracy is working very well. It's doing phenomenal. While 45% say, hell to no, it is not. So going across the world, Europe, parts of Asia, um, of course, Middle East, well, Middle East, I would say some freedoms has been going up, especially for women, just slightly. But the satisfaction rate of it has increased from, this is from mid-1990s, I add some context to it, from nearly 48% to 57.5%. Um, personal freedoms has been the greatest decline. Um, authoritarianism and nationalism has been on the rise. Oh, yeah. America has went through one of that with the orange man. Um, the enemies of that freedom, the enemies are free of democracies like China, Russia, and Turkey. They're same see. They reaction the same. Democracies don't work. Sri authoritarian should rule the iron fist. So, you know, many know. Ooh, nice song. Huh. I guess people are feeling happier today. You remember Last Dance? Um, all right, that was a little random. Oh, even Iran. Let's add all my rants, President Hassan Ramini. They've been going about. Nah. It's falling apart. Democracy is archaic. Election systems are outdated. And then Blinken even acknowledges this. Government's become less transparent, has lost trust of people. Elections are increasing in flashpoints of violence. Corruption is growing. And epidemic has just accelerated many of these trends. Yep. Right on that. It's nice to acknowledge it, but uh, you know, some action would be nice. Some action would be nice about the decline of freedom. Will it recover? Yeah, probably. People start um, protesting, fighting back more vigorously. They could come back. But as we know. As we know. 
That is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at all. Um, so unless people fight back, people protesting and fighting for the right things. What are the right things? Freedom, equal opportunity. Um, appealing some parts of the Patriot that that made the government very intrusive about private lives. No, things like that I would join. Um, religious freedoms, things like that. Um, so that's what we have here. You know, America's not the only countries losing freedom. It's across the world. Across the world. And the thing I want to piggyback to is, you know, the $1.9 trillion stimulus package just passed. It means $1,400 checks are coming. When? That's what we're going to find out. Now those details are going to be fleshed out. Still do direct deposit. Copy Trump on some things. Only the good parts, Biden. You don't have to differentiate yourself completely on, on some of the issues. No, but I know your political ego's up there. You want to be as different as Trump as possible, even if it means screwing America. Yeah, I get it. So, um, last thing I want to talk about. Last thing. Last thing. The FBI official. And this is interesting reporting here. And I'm using some right leaning source, Western Journal. They have investigated. January 6th, you know, the, the, those riots that happened in the Capitol building, very bad. Um, people, some people just claim it was an arm insurrection. I was already pretty skeptical on that based on the pictures and the videos I've seen. But don't get me wrong, they, they did broke windows, it's very bad indeed. They trespassed, they did bad stuff. But the only weapons they brought with them that day was a bear, a bear spray and a flagpole. I'm sure a couple other things as well. But um, that's what the report has said. 40 of them charged with assault. Many of them has um, been charged with disorderly conduct and trespassing. So far, there's been zero reports of people bringing guns. They could have, though. The cocktail Molotovs and the vehicle was blocks away. Um, and then he even said that, that only one only one bullet was shot, and that was the one that we know about the the Secret Service security detail for Mike Pence. And sadly it killed a 35-year-old Air Force veteran Ash Ashley Babbitt. Yep. Ashley Babbitt. And then they and then they even and then there's even they even open investigations about that. About excessive force. 
Yeah, but what happened that day was, of course, very, very bad, and all of them should be persecuted to the highest extent of the law. That's how the argument is. They try to pin Trump to the Democrats, but Trump, as you know, he survived that second impeachment. Yep, he survived second impeachment. I know many of the left wing people are. Some of you weren't surprised if you have a brain, but many of them who were just so hateful of Trump that you lost all sanity and intelligence. Y'all need to get it together. All right, and this comes from the FBI Office's Director of Counterterrorism. Oh, counterterrorism. <laughs> FBI Assistant Director of Counterterrorism, Jill Sample. Three hundred people has been charged. They grabbed it. It's not the end. It's not the end. So that's all I want to point out. It is not the end. And I think that's why the security,、um, the National Guard is going to stay there for months to come. Not going to go away anytime soon. That's why I know for a fact.、They're、not going to go away anytime soon. So, how can we wrap this up? Como crisis is getting bigger. More sexual harassment allegations have been going up, up, up. But I think Cuomo is going to be resilient. He's going to survive. But that's why I see. I think he's too powerful, in my opinion. Now, politicians have that kind of power, but I think he's one of those that do. I don't like him, but I gotta acknowledge that. Um, and and he lost his um his powers, his emergency powers that he have used and. I would even say abused politically. I got my own reasons for that. If you're curious, I was gonna say in short, it was very political because churches, church were restricted, but、um, massage parlors and and、um, strip clubs were not. Yeah, you you talk about slowing slowing the spread. Yeah, okay. It's very hypocritical,、um, but I get why it's done because they don't want backlash for certain groups of people. That's why it's political. It's not scientific based, and、so、don't tell me it's science. Don't tell me it's science. Okay, and then when it came to Sanders, fifty dollars wage, it failed. But there's some good news of it. The, the, the 1.9 trillion dollars from this package passed, and direct checks has come in to some people. Of course, those I'm guessing they're making less than 75k a year.、Uh, but they made the requirements a little stricter. But by the time I finish taking the break. Probably go more in depth about that 1.9 trillion dollar package. What our world thought about that in great detail. Probably just a whole segment based on that because it's a very huge bill. Um, and then, and then you know, at least some relief is coming. 
It's scraps, though, but something. They, sh they should do more. Um, then freedom across the world, falling apart. Thanks to this worldwide pandemic, this just was just an accelerant, not the root cause of it. Governments come less transparent, more secrecy. So far, baseball see beginning by administration. Less transparency too. Um and then I'm sure the enemies of democracy they're cheering on. China, Russia, Turkey, Iran, Iraq. They say, ah, you see, democracy don't work. They say, it's archaic. Look what happened. People's acting crazy. They're acting, you know, better than us. There's no point giving these crazy people freedom. Nope. And personal freedoms has been um, decreased the highest. That's the aspect of it has been decreased the highest. I mean, that compared to, uh, Stuff I see what was allowed I was a kid compared to now as a, an adult. Yeah, it's pretty mind-boggling how restrictive I, I can say New York City's gotten progressively stricter as I got older. Um, and then um, also. Country too. You think George W. Bush with the whole Patriot Act? Oof! Massive attack on people's rights and freedom. Democrats advance you without any permission. Um, there, guys. If it was just a counterterrorism, okay. Any people who do expose you, like Julian Assange, and what's this guy's name? Edward Snowden. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's illegal. What's gonna come if they get extradited? I'm sure they will, because Biden's against that. He's establishment. They'll be persecuted. So, and on nationalism and authoritarianism is on the rise. They blame even Donald Trump for being so nationalistic and authoritarianistic about how he ran the government. Hmm. You certainly didn't stop big tech. I mean, freedoms didn't certainly get any better. So they have a meh case at most. I mean, it's still kind of debatable. I mean, things wasn't all that great after Obama. When it comes to rights and freedom as well. So, and another thing. And the FBI officials. They, you know, they, um... They said there wasn't any weapon possessions, but the closest thing they had was a vehicle a couple blocks away with a cocktail Molotovs and bombs. But he did have pepper spray and flag pulses weapons. They were armed, but they didn't have firearms. And the only bullet that was shot was from Mike um, former Vice President Mike Pence's Secret Service security detail, killing a 35-year-old who she believed that crazy QAnon people. Most people should be taken down, the QAnon people. Let me just say that. The QAnon people should be taken down for their craziness. 
They spew these theories. They were a big part of that invasion. Certain Trump supporters were. Um, people who were anti-America were. So, it's crazy, crazy stuff. Alrighty then, this is the end of the segment. And we'll reach the second segment really, really soon. Welcome to Mid-Game, the second segment of the Pierre Podcast. So I'm going to continue the somewhat dark, dark trend, especially regarding super intelligent AI. And then we're going to jump into more light stuff comparing to this. Regarding um, Dr. Seuss, it's definitely a lighter topic. You know, it's could be pretty um bad if you're about all out freedom of speech. And then there's a surprise here, surprise topic, which I'm not going to mention until I go through these two items. Yep, I'll do surprises. They say I shouldn't, but I'm going to give it a shot. Maybe I'll learn the hard way. Maybe I'm hard-headed. We'll see. So let's talk about um, Alan Turing because he has a disturbing theory about um, AI. Okay. He is a British mathematician and logician. I hate sounds with the J. For some reason, my tongue just hates it. Um. Anyways, um, he contributed a lot to mathematics. Crypt analysis, logic, and philosophy. He did in about artificial intelligence and artificial life. Especially, mostly that. That's going to be most relevant. Artificial intelligence, artificial life. No, we're not going to go through that whole um, early life. I'm not that uh, interested, to be honest with you. No, I am not. He was an encryptor. Okay, let's get to this one. Artificial intelligence is what we'll be talking about. I am going to post a Britannica link to this. So you can learn more about him, you know, more in depth. But I'm skipping all this because I'm not going to talk about the lives. It's not about, it's not the Alan Turing episode. All right. Unless you request it. Um, so... He is considered to be the founding father of artificial intelligence and modern cognitive science. And then he largely hypothesized that the human brain is a large part of the digital computing machine. And then he also gave some theories about um, about uh, the cortex. Our front middle part of the brain is an unorganized machine that through training becomes more organized into a universal machine okay or something similar he proposed that 
and he has opened a criteria for artificial intelligence called the Turing test. Of course, after his last name, and just define what the hell artificial intelligence is actually thinking. All right. So I'm gonna be posting stuff about this. Finally, we got a decent amount of material for mid-game. And this is all, oh, this is about tech and entertainment. You just can say, this is, you know, in layman's terms, this is tech and entertainment section. And as always, has to be limited to video games. It could be the expansion board games, but that's besides the point. That's besides the point. So, uh, um, the criterion is original thought. All right. Any of us for the original can be denied on the ground, says so ultimately be programmed by a computer. He sidestepped that debate by saying, How? To find thinking very practical. Computers acts, reacts, and interacts like a sentient being. All right. This is, you know, he's the father of that, of that whole thinking. It's, this is pretty complex stuff. Nom. Um, and he even, com- and he even committed a very um, interesting experience. This could sound a bit prejudiced here. It's called the Chinese Room. And this is someone, of course, who studied a Turin test. And then, you know, this this we learn by mimicking. And based on what we learn, many, you know, computers have come, come close to the standard. What is the standard? He says, in him, it says, as a human um, interrogator, right? With a fixed time frame, distinguish between a computer and a human subject, asking multiple questions. And then, but one example we got here was um, someone who knows no Chinese put a person in that room. Look, I'm not going to put what race it is. It was going to sound racist already. So this person knows no Chinese, okay? And there is a room full of Chinese characters. There's over 10,000 of those, okay? And, then, and of course, everybody else in the room knows Chinese. And that's not to be a Chinese person. Normally they are. But I have personally met Africans, Caucasians, even one Hispanic. They're very fluent Chinese. They impress the shit out of me, that's for sure. All right? Um, and then they, and then they, they suppose there's suppose a human who knows no Chinese, like a room full of Chinese characters, and Manu shows how to match questions in Chinese with appropriate responses set for Chinese characters. Room has a slot which Chinese speakers can answer the questions in Chinese. Another slot would be which human could push out appropriate responses from the manual. So Chinese speakers outside the room has passed the tearing test 
However, since a human does not know Chinese, just following a man, no actual thinking is happening. It's true. No actual thinking is happening. You're just following more. When you just follow words, read, learn blindly, it doesn't mean you're actually thinking. And then he later predicted by the year 2000, computer would be able to play the intimidation game so well that an average interview would, you know, will have no more than 70% chance of making the right identification of machine and human after five minutes of questioning. Okay, so that's what we got. Okay. It's not the most clear. Um, so you're just trying to give it a, a breakdown theoretically how a computer thinks. To me, it's not the most clearest definition. I'm trying to distinguish our original thought from sophisticated on um, parroting. So original thought is something you came up in your own from sophisticated parroting, which means copying, which means smart copying. Okay. So if you're still unclear about that, I don't blame you. But this is the reason why I'm mentioning this, man. There's a very new study, very, very recent. Okay saying that um, humans will not be able to control super intelligent AI. I will use my bias as a guidance for this one and just easily believe that. Computers are getting smarter and smarter and smarter for a second. It's going to get to the point that it's going to do what it wants to do. It's going to make its own choices. And then we're going to see if it's going to be benefit of humankind or it's going to be extremely detrimental. I'm going to assume it's going to be extremely detrimental. This is not an original idea. Okay. And you remember the movie iRobot? Oh, yeah. iRobot. And then the, the laws of it. And this came from Mr. Isaac. Asimov, the three laws of robotics. Law number one, it has to obey orders unless such orders, conf- you know, a robot cannot harm a human being, okay, or allow them to come to harm. So, and then the third, second, and third laws cannot be contradicting to. The previous laws. Okay. But the problem is AI could get so smart that it could all reject that. What if you know they're gonna believe they're gonna see humans as the problem and they want to get rid of us? It's a possibility. We 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 just let you know we're helping technology grow. Okay. Algorithms has gotten smarter as time progressed. I remember before you used to stupidly give me those fake ads about um, bras. I mean, I was offended by that. But now, the more you click on something relevant, like for example, if I want to look for um, loose pants, now I'm going to have ads giving me um, stuff about that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, algorithm has gotten more accurate. Scarily, free is freakish. Okay. This is artificial intelligence. This is not about robots. This is, I mean, they do program robots, but that's what operates in any machine. It operates in computers. You know, anything called smart. Even in the smartphones, they have that. And I think by the time we realize that, it's going to be uh, too late. And robotic laws, they just laws, they can just override it. It's super smart, remember that. And this came from Business Insider España. So Spaniards are obviously has posted this on article. And it's true, AI development should be explored with a feel of caution. Yeah. If you have more machines think for themselves. Um, yeah. And I will not want to take that kind of chance. Yeah. Mm. Nope. So. Yeah, so think about that. That could be a bigger threat than even, um. Yeah, China. Wants to see human, you know, that's why I mean, I'm, my theory has been heavily inspired by iRobot. Yeah, I'm going to kill that speculation. And to me, it was the most believable. And then if you want to go a step further about machines taking over, wiping out humanity, let's go to Terminator. Oh, yeah, Skynet. Robots, they are really advanced, they're so advanced, they wipe out humanity, so humanity is a problem, they kill them off, and it's ruled by robots, especially Skynet, okay? I'm not going with that one, to me, I think that's a bit too far, I'm going with more the robot one, because I find that one's more believable. But, you know, this is an unknown term, this is the, the wilderness here, technically speaking. That's what we have here. Okay, now on a slightly lighter note, um, we have six Dr. Seuss books that's going to be canceled because of racist imagery. Yep, racist imagery. They're saying that they want to um, preserve Dr. Seuss's legacy, but I have to be honest, he was racist. I mean, he mocked Asian people even when he was just a cartoonist for newspaper. Okay. His real name is Theodore Gissel. You know, course he betrayed minorities very very um bad i'm not denying that school districts has moved away from those books that's fine you know i don't think it should be canceled um entirely people want to read it i you know let them read it 
Though the tiles will be infected, though the good news is that um, not all of Dr. Seuss' books are going to be canceled. So that's the good part. Look, if look, if people don't like Dr. Seuss naturally and organically, fine. They'll just stop making the book and then stop production of it. I also say let the majority of people decide, not just companies. Look, it ends up unpopular because of racism. Fine. Fine. I want people to organically decide that. Not just companies. So titles are affected by is and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street. If I ran the zoo, Mug Eglet's pool, on Beyond Zebra, Scramble Egg Super, and the Cat's Quizzer. And then it gave a couple of specific examples. And to think I saw it on Marbury Streets was his very first book. It showed an Asian man depicted chopsticks with a pointy hat and two lines as eyes. And if I ran a zoo, contained two men said to be Africa who were shirtless, shoeless, and drawn with thick lips wearing grass skirts while carrying an exotic animal. Where are the real people that are outraged by this? That's what I want to know. I'm not saying it don't exist. Just provide me the evidence. And this is a company saying that they portrayed people negatively. They ain't doing it to clean up their image. If this was so important, we should have done it before woke culture took over. And they have taken feedback from their audiences. That includes teachers, academics, specialists in the field. As they, you know, that they, they took the input into their reviewing process. Okay. So that's what they say. Say anything about the yeah season sales on these books. Okay, well, it's gonna be a black market of Dr. Seuss books. <laughs> Every time you ban something, that's just uh, that creates a room for a black market. I can see a Dr. Seuss say, "Oh, if I if I want this book." Um, if I want this book, I mean, he, 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 I ain't gonna lie, I think he was a racist, especially against Asians. You know, back then, you know, it was okay. I'm not saying it was right, but that was the mindset back then. To me, it was wrong. You had people, you know, that looked real funny and the funny hats, they walked funny, had the very slanty eyes in a newspaper. When I saw that, I said, whoa, yeah, that's bad. That's bad. And to me, it's going to be hard for me to defend this guy if they pay me to. For a freedom of speech argument, this would be a hard one. The bright side is not all of Dr. Seuss. He won't be um, canceled, just some of his titles. 
look, if the public really doesn't want it, I mean, really, the public instead of just teachers and academics and all of that, fine. I would have kept my mouth shut. Because the public don't want it. Doesn't sell well as a shitty product, objectively. Fine. I don't have to say that. But just by teachers and academics and all that, uh, uh, if you don't want people to do something, you know, people, you know, people will incline, will lean towards want to do it. They're going to get a thrill out of it. Just saying. Okay, so that's it for Dr. Seuss. Now, this is another kid classic. Um, and this one here, I am not as um, opposed. Let's just say that. I don't oppose this one as much. I got my reasons for Um, so, we have, you know, you was called Mr. Potato Head, it was a classic toy, Hasbro says they want to be more inclusive, they could have just rebranded Potato Head. To me, I'm fine with it, you want to be honest, I'm fine with this uh, change. And they're gonna just re, you know, if the person wants to make it a boy or girl, or even, or even an amorphodite. Kids, man, you know, most kids ain't gonna care about that. You know, if the girl just wants a potato head, she makes it to a girl, and vice versa for the boy, she wants to make it to a boy, so be it. Does include the parts. I said it'll be more inclusive. They had Mr. and he had Mrs. Potato Head. Yeah. Now it's just gonna be called Potato Head. It's just a toy. Um, it's just a toy. If you try to do this with Barbie, I don't think it's gonna work. But potato head, I can see it work. You know. Well, you can make it a mister if you want. You can make it a mister if you want. It's the same potato, taking the male parts, but the female parts in there. This is your surprise topic. Of course, conservatives are real pissed off about this. I'm totally against some of this one. Dr. Seuss one, I might um, agree with them to some extent. But this one here, nah, just... It's just a potato head, just decorated. Right, or you be creative. You know, or can you have, I don't know, maybe meat potatoes while you're at it? So, if you want them to have kids or something? A cold, you know. This toy's been around for almost 70 years, okay?
look, and they're gonna have clothes, eye parts. Let let let, let the children decide with their imagination. You could do something silly or goofy with it. They're probably not gonna care about the gender part as much. Turn it to a rocket, I don't know. It's up to the kids' imagination. Alright, I had to bring some slightly light because this episode's gone too damn dark. So look if it was Barbie, for example, turns to gender neutral, that would be another story. I just don't see it working. Um, but it's just a potato. It's just a potato. Those kids, that kids decide. Doesn't even have to be a Mister or Mister. Be an object. Well, I know. We have French fries coming out of it. What do I know? Something. It's a kid's imaginations. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Surprised to get backlash on the right on when it comes to potato head. Dr. Seuss thing, I don't think you should be um, entirely canceled, even though they're not doing that. Just leave it there. If people don't buy it, fine. They're just making smart decisions not to produce those books because of low sales. I'm totally, totally fine with that. Alrighty then. Summarize this. Al Turing with his theory about um, computers. Side so was not the best one. Guard connected it to the super AI intelligence. You know, they went. You know, they create their own original concept. I guess as he's trying to say, so just and they have learned from mimicking what humans want, what humans do. They come with the original thought. And I think that's how it relates to Mr. Alan Turing here. The computer algorithms. So, and and on top of that, um, we won't be able to control them because they become so smart, so independent, and they ain't gonna need human input. Not to try to shut them down, they'll find other sources of power. Remember, um, I Robot. I Robot is such a good movie. I recommend you watch it. Will Smith, great movie, in my opinion. Starts slow, action's great, and it does reflect about the three laws of all robotics. Uh, by that je- je- gentleman, Mr. Asinoff. So, also, stating that, um, we we got to be careful when it comes to this development of sophisticated AI because if you're not careful, we, we will be committing suicide to humanity as species. That's what I have to say. And then, Dr. Seuss, not getting entirely canceled, only six of its titles. They probably won't be making any more, not just because of input from teachers or others, as be from the general public. Like a general public, don't buy those books. Fine. Just don't make those books anymore. And then I'm totally okay with it. I'm also have to say, um, I already listed six title books out of four over 40 he produced. Fuck, I believe that guy was a racist, especially towards um. Asian Americans and 
The depiction of it was very bad, and I don't support it not one bit. Any form of discrimination, even against Asians, whites, blacks, Hispanics, whoever, discrimination period is bad. Discrimination is bad. That's it. Something simple. Discrimination is bad. Race, gender, religion. Discrimination is bad. That's it. Simple. Don't don't add anything else. Discrimination is absolutely bad. Okay. And then the surprise one, Mr. Potato Head will become gender neutral. I mean, that'll open up the possibility for imaginations. You know, potato. You know, like I said, I could stupidly say, and I say stupidly, maybe maybe make it to a rocket, the potato rocket. What do I know? Maybe it's a child's imagination. That's why I'm open to it. If they wanted Mr. Potato Head, it's still an option. Or Mrs. Potato Head. You know, most children are gonna think within um gender norms, anyways. That's what studies have suggested. You just Google it. It's not gonna go deep into that, but children normally default to what they are born as. Vast majority of them. Um, studies have been proven that, so I don't know what the other conservatives are so worried about. Dr. Seuss, I say, you know, the freedom of expression, all that. But if it's a commercial fail, then I, I'm against them completely. Alrighty then. Um, this has not been <laughs> the most light episode. This is probably a, a damn dark ending to the second season. Alright, so we'll reach the third and final segment really, really soon. So to the third and final segment of the beer podcast called WTF or Weird Topic Finale. Mostly Weird Topics Finale to be more exact because I have three items. Ooh, I don't want to say that one at the beginning. But there's no surprise item. One is about being thematic with um, Women's International Day. Um, we're going to talk about Naomi Osaka. Okay, and then we have uh, another item that's totally, totally, totally irrelevant. Um, how to win a silent treatment and five types of people who loves using it. And then the third one is going to be a mystery. Not going to reveal anything about it at all. Yep. So let's get down to Naomi Osaka. So according to Forbes, um, she is the 90th wealthiest um, athlete in the world. Her estimated worth is $37.4 million. She's actually top 2020 celebrity um, earnings in 100. So she's top 100. She's the highest, highest 
paid female athlete on the world. She unseats Serena Williams, another great, by the way, but has held the title for the previous four years. She's been getting so much endorsements. Banish most of her incomes come from these endorsements. Um, you could thank Nike, Nissan, Mastercard, and tons more. And her um, ethnicities and mixed race is actually quite interesting. She's not only a person of—I mean, the name will just suggest that she's just only a person of of on Japanese descent. No, no, not only one parent, the mother, her mother's side. But her father is a Haitian American, so she's mixed race. She's the first Japanese player to ever win a Grand Slam event, and the first Asian to hold up top rankings in the singles. So she's very historical, very, very historical. So her salary is only three point four million dollars, which is a lot. Most people will not reach that. And her endorsements is the one that gives her a ton of money, way more money. That's ninety percent, over ninety percent of her salary. Now she is a Japanese citizen, even though she lives in Los Angeles. So, why am I talking about her? Because、um, more women need recognition for their sports achievements, and she is not just some lady. She is obviously very talented. And I mean, back in when I was a kid, it was all about Serena and Venus Williams, the power sisters of tennis. I mean, I could talk about the the guys and that, but you know, you hear that story a whole bunch of times. So let's. Be more interesting and dive into Naomi Osaka. You know she has achieved a lot, young age. She has achieved a lot. She's only 23 years young, so she's a Gen Z. Okay. I mean she is doing quite well. You know, sports is normally a guy's thing, but she's doing really well. We have to give um women credit when it's due. She's the highest-paid female athlete in the world. Okay. I mean, she and you know she has supported um the BLM. She's a social, you know, she's a I don't say social justice warrior, but she has protested. You know, racial, you know, things for racial equity and all that. You know, it's totally fine. But she, my opinion, she did in a way that didn't interfere the game that much, like the way NBA has executed. Well, sadly, not everyone's gonna pay attention to it. Um, you know, that's just the way the world works. You can't have every single person in your bear in your bandwagon. It's impossible. She's done well in the U.S. Open, Australian Open, back to back, consistently. I have to say, the past couple of years.、Um, I mean, I heard about her a couple of years ago. 
I mean, she she's gonna be an historic figure you know, for, a, for a long time. And like I said, when I was a kid, it was all about Serena Venus Williams. You know, Naomi Osaka, and, you know, the Venus, the, the Williams sister era, I see it as coming to an end. It's going to be about Naomi Osaka for the women's division. I'm talking about strictly women's division. Men's division, I can talk about it. You already know about Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic, whatever. I'm not going to talk about those people. If you want to hear about those people, not in this episode, it's all about Naomi Osaka and the dethrone, the unofficial dethrone of the Williams. They did great too. Serena Venus Williams, they're a big deal. um, Black Americans that shattered multiple boundaries, the gender, sports boundaries, color boundaries. You shattered that. And now she's a successor. Naomi Osaka. Oh, Naomi Osaka. There you go. Sounds a little Japanese. So she is, and, and, and you know, she's going to continue to earn that dough for years to come. I think she's going to stay around for a long time. And I don't think, uh, you know, unless there's uh, another young female athlete who is somehow more talented than her. But I don't think that's coming anytime soon. Mm-hmm. That talent pop up that young and that well is extremely rare. Extremely rare. I don't care what part of the world you're from. So she saw her time. This is her time. That's proof. She beat even Serena Williams. I mean, Serena Williams, you know, she had her glory days. You know, they had their time. But, you know, everyone's glory days come to an end if they could achieve it. Once you achieve it, it's temporary. Glory, the glory days, the golden era, the people, you know, those come to an end. This is her time. Her time is shining. That's what I have to say. In celebration of Women's International Day, Month. There you go. And since I do too well in terms of covering um, Black Americans, I'm not going to consider her that, but um, she's done well. And there's no denying it. It just needs to be recognized. That's the only reason why I'm talking about it. You know, this, these conversations need to happen more often. You know, it doesn't always have to be a certain, you know, person look a certain way, a certain gender. Okay? So, um, now we have a story here of complete complete um, irrelevance to Naomi Osaka. And this is about how to win silent treatment and five types of people who love using it. You use that silent treatment for manipulation, control, all that. And since this is all audio, I mean, once you click on this um, link, the source, you're going to see a man on the left holding a newspaper. Um, Look, paying attention to his newspaper. Wow, the woman on the right, she's using a megaphone, yelling, 
yelling at him to get his attention. And he's just paying attention to the newspaper. He had paid attention to the world and what's happening to the to the woman that's um near him. Okay. I don't know if they're a couple. I'm assuming they are. She looks older than him. He looks like he's in his early 20s. She probably like she's in her mid-20s, but that's just me. He has no facial hair. No fat on that neck. The neck is tight. No facial hair there. Her shree looks refined. So, I don't know. So I'm, so I'm being creep described and all that. Like, like, there's a guy just starting to work. Her, she has a bit of makeup. Maybe that's why she looks um, older and frizzy. She has blonde hair. I'm just giving you a visual imagery about what, what's this about. Now says she's just throwing a megaphone at him. He's just not paying attention. Just paying attention. Just using newspaper. And this is by Sharid Hard. Very recent article. Is it possible to win against silent treatment? And she said her young experience silent treatment used to beat the crap out of her, cause massive pain and suffering. She had to mature. She had to mature. Yeah. How can you win against this? How can you retain your self-esteem and dignity? Well, there are a couple of things here. Let's shrug it off. If you're not that close to a person, you should be able to move on and act like nothing happens. Sometimes it all takes for them to start talking to you again. Especially you see that they're not being, you know, especially you see that you can't be manipulated. Or there's the opposite approach of that, confront them. Let you know what they're doing. You understand the tactics they use. You have to tell them the truth. You laugh about it. And it shows you that you don't have time for such crap. Free therapy. And this is someone using sign treatment, someone that you love. And this one, that that couple there, I can't um, really tell. Um. He, um, I mean, what can I say about this therapy? Yeah, it's only love is doing the silent treatment. Yeah, it only works if the partner's willing to go through it. Hmm. And this is, um, yeah, the person uses normally, it's normally the manipulator. Okay, those are your three things you could do. Shrug it off, which is more passive way. I say, oh, well, of course we and confront them. I mean, people ask you side treatment. Me, me. I, I, I've done plenty of number ones. I was like, ah, to hell with that person. I'm that point, anyways. Just having a couch conversation. I, so I could imagine I was friends with them. Oof. And that's all. You either just ignore me because I'm either not important or using that. This acquaintance I know for a few months. They use that. So, ah, you know, I'm not gonna bother. I don't got time for your crap. Then I'll confront them. Yeah, I only did that for those that's working a project. I was like, look, I don't got time for your crap. If I have to switch partners, this mean for me to get an A in this on project. I will. 
I don't give a damn about you and your petty feelings. It's not the best way to handle it. But just let you know you ain't gonna put up with such crap. In therapy, if you care about this person, this is your loved one. Let's use the side treatment. The first two is effective, especially if you're not that close with the person. Well, two is actually a little tricky for that. Friend of someone that you want to value, that you value their relationship, um, that their friendship. And I'll say two is more effective for that. And then, who are the type of people now that wants to use this to get their way? Thinking that's the right thing to do. Passive aggressive. Oh, yeah, this person quiet, non confrontational. He just don't really do well. Some of go like, where do you sign treatment? Say so things are gonna work. And it only works depending on this well put, the strength and the maturity of the intended target. Two, narcissist. Oh, they will use they will use this like no tomorrow. Um they will just use that. They will utilize this to try to um especially if they know they have some um friendship with you. Um and they will do this for especially those they perceive as weak, the selfish. When they care about themselves. And they do this when they don't want to deal with pushback. Because remember, it's about me, not we. And we use we when it's convenient. Ain't gonna sacrifice. Anything, you know. The immature. Yep. The immature. They're physically adult, but they act like a child. They don't have the intellect to communicate as an adult. They use childish tactics. I only have used this when a person has interrupted me so much. When a person interrupts me so much, I'm just, you know what? I'm just quiet. No, I'm not gonna bother. You obviously don't want me to listen. You don't want to hear what I have to say. Every time I've used this, I cannot say I'm part of either of those categories. Passive aggressive, no. But I've used this um, when the person interrupts me twice. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Um, and then number five, the victim. Oh, this one has a victim mentality. Oh, it's never my fault. Uh, everyone hates me, or you know, you know, I'm just a failure, or you know, nothing ever goes my way. Blah 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 blah. So how can we overcome this side trick? So you got the five types, okay? You got the five types. You know, everyone has a different. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a story. You know, man. Yeah, to try to um, look ourselves instead of living in denial. A lot of people do this live in denial. They're afraid of the truth, to be quite frank. I mean, side treatment has worked, has won arguments before, but um, it also has damaged relationships. 
and you know it also creates hate and animosity because say, oh this person I want to try to me I have the no nonsense you know I have done the confront on the friend on friendship on the friendship level number one I use that gets people not that close with very effective two I use that more people I know that's be at least a regular friend for me and if, I'm not, if I'm not close to the person number one is very effective number one What's that shrug off? Yeah, yeah, I've done, I've done that um, plenty of times. So whatever. Most likely gonna not see that person. Yeah, I saw him again. But, you know, there's no point talking to most of most of these people. If they don't help you grow, there are essential ones. So, okay, let's just be clear. As a person, you know, if you don't have a good friendship with them, just forget about it. Move on. Okay. You know, a lot of people don't have that emotional intelligence, especially during this. Especially. Um, and then they say, let's try hard to be good people. You know, I guess, I guess if I want to be very critical of myself about the five people... I could probably consider myself uh, an immature. Because <laughs> I get tired. I get tired of the crap. I get tired. You know. So, now for the surprise item. Something completely not related to the first two. This is weird type of now. This is the most random part. And then I'm gonna have to bring some context to it. This is about China attacking India and you got the United States. When it comes to um, where are they attacking us? Not, not in a physical war, in a cyber war. Remember, they backed off. They backed off from the uh, from the Ladakh border conflicts or other borders that they were fighting against against the Indians, and the Indians just pushed back successfully. Howard, they were just doing it. I said, okay, this is our plan A. Plan A didn't go so well. Now we're using our plan B. Plan B is to attack their cyber um, space infrastructure. Okay. So, yeah, I forget the New York Times. It used to be a great paper. Uh, next and them shittier. I mean, they're they're okay paper at, at best. Okay, they're not the they still not the worst. But it's not New York Post. New York Post is complete trash at this point. Um, it's nothing but a glorified gossip tabloid. Yeah. So for now on, for season three, I will boycott New York Post as my source, just because it was free. Um, if they want me to subscribe, pay for it, I would have rejected them even faster. Um, so these Chinese hackers, of course, are endorsed by the Chinese Communist Party. Not gonna admit that to you, communists are liars, okay? Just be clear. And they use their spokespeople to try to debunk it. Some do a good job because some people in the world fall for it. Um, and they've been building up security and there are multiple companies in China that are paid to spread malware, okay? 
in Mumbai. I mean, they have they've been accused of causing an outage there. And Mumbai is a very rich. Um, I mean, it is rich. I mean, they got their slums too, thanks to you know, give me a perspective on that. Um, you know, in recorded futures, notifying new governments of of attacks from the Chinese. Um, hackers. Um, and this has been—they've been targeted. Okay, ten. I mean, they've been targeted really, 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 really aggressively. They want to hack. They want to get um, vaccine information, personal information. Um, and of course, take down their power, so like that, the city could have a total shutdown, right? So they've been—they have been targeting very, very aggressively. I mean, they target the United States too. I mean, Massachusetts-based companies reported that have. A reporter about the about this engagement of troops at the, on the eastern Ladakh, or you know around you know, and it got most contentious at the north and south banks of Pangong Lake. Okay, spraying malware to um, target and hack, and this is this is the this is the mainstream war really. Mainstream war is in. Cyberspace, not physical space. I mean, it could get there, but things get crazier. But it's not gonna get there just um, yet. But 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 if these if these attacks keep going, I mean, and and put a little more that the article mentioned because it's not going to. That's what she's talking about the Chinese and hack attacks. Uh, more people's getting involved in this. France and Germany, the Philippines is buying weapons from India. Yeah, they actually upgrading their um, defense capabilities against China. China's been claiming buttload territory, such as South China Sea. They claim 90% of it. We got warships there. Japan's getting more aggressively involved. Germany, France, with their warships and frigates. Yeah, but it's nice to know that there's a world getting involved around it, but we must be careful. So Chinese government is smart and crafty. Right, it's smart and crafty, and there are essentially, and there are. Um, I'm just gonna say it. They conquered Hong Kong. Yeah, they conquered Hong Kong. I said it, and if I have to. Based on resources I've studied, people were saying um, Taiwan will be next. Yeah, and I think that's a smart, a reasonable guess. Taiwan will be next to make that part of China. They're gonna do probably similar, more aggressive tactic. They probably use more military force. Okay. This map in Hong Kong is crazy. They passed so much laws removing their special status, their autonomy. Chinese commerce bars put their people in there, so forget it. Freedoms have eroded. Sure. 
All right. So, what we have here? Naomi Osaka. A woman who's making history. A woman, this is her time to shine. The Williams era to me is over with. They did great. They did great in the 90s and the 2000s. But this is... This is the, uh, you know, this is Naomi Osaka time to shine. All right, and about about the people who love using silent treatment, the five type of people, and what can, what can you do to win against it? My issue is Argo didn't say much about it. Um, they gave three strategies: shrug it off, switch not close to person for if I can confront them. Tell them this is just tell them look, this is bull crap. Um, or you express yourself and tell me you not to waste time with such nonsense. People have done this. I know people have done this, and I've I have to cut a couple of them off. Some used to be my friends, but I cut them off. If you're not gonna be a mature person, I'm not gonna say a man because it's sexist. If you're gonna be a mature person, you're not confirmed about it, I'm done. I don't got time for such crap. Net therapy. Some you care about giving you a sign treatment and not telling you about it, and it only works if the other person goes to it. Okay, that's how you can tell the person's just being manipulative. Most soft things, things get toxic, and who uses it? The passive aggressive, narcissist, selfish, the immature, and the victim. Communicate, use introspection, be a way to understand that. Um, Tell me do is wrong. We have to try to look at ourselves. You know, introspect. Not just look at ourselves, criticize out. Don't criticize yourself. Just look at what you could do better. And take it as a learning experience. Just look at myself and say, oh, I'm such an asshole. I'm such a dummy. That, that's, that's not going to help. You know, probably think about, oh, I could have done this better. You know, maybe I was too hasty. Yeah, I could have just been more objective, more understanding, using empathy on the situation. Instead of calling yourself names, it's not going to help. Okay, it's not going to help. And last but not least, I throw a little China in there. Targeting. And they didn't say about targeting the U.S., but they are doing that as well. They've been doing that for years. This is not new. It's not the first time they have done it. But they are getting creed. They've been more aggressive about hacking, and they they've been sponsored by the government. To deal, they try to get vaccines information because their vaccines been a failure. They also been trying to you know sabotage countries you know by hacking infrastructure. So we spread malware. And they did to mobile for. They did mobile last year to India, and uh, don't be surprised they'll hack something and something be shut down, or you know, personal personal information be given to them. So, so after some that we gotta be more vigilant. Be careful when you surf the internet through your smartphone, laptop, all that, because the Chinese. Get that information. Yeah, it's not just them. Other countries have done it too, but primary focus on them because they become the biggest threat to the world. Rather than realize it or not. All right. 
So alrighty then, this is the end, and what I'm going to do here is clean up these episodes, I'm going to re-release them to you. Alright, so have a good day or night, and God bless. Don't be hearing me for about a month. Bye.